Hello everybody, this is Hunter Satham with, with the Traditional Archery and Everything Outdoors podcast. And sorry for the month-long wait. Uh, I've been extremely busy uh, with hunting season and today is Friday. I want to say it's October, no it's actually Saturday, October 24th. Not October, November 24th. And you're hearing this after a very successful gun season here in West Virginia. Uh, shot a buck. It was a little four point, uh, but I'm glad I did shoot him because it's the only buck that I've seen in the woods the whole week, and I'm kind of glad that I got some meat out of him. I just got done making a batch of jerky. It came out really good. Uh, <clears throat> we're just gonna talk about uh, a couple different things that happened this gun season. Some cool things that I saw and. Uh, some plans to make next gun season better. Uh, so to address a couple cool things that I saw, uh, the, the best thing honestly was the weather this year. It, it was extremely mild gun season. Uh, a morning was not above, not below 35, uh, except for Thursday. There was one morning that was, I believe, 27. But I didn't go hunting that morning. I had I had to butcher up the deer that I killed. Because I waited all week long. But I got him butchered up about 3 o'clock later that day. And it was, you know, it was a kind of slow, uneventful day. Uh, coming back, uh, got a little cold. Uh, and that, that's to be expected, you know. You, you outdoorsmen know. You spend a lot of time in the woods and it's cold. And it's uh, this time of year you're going to get sick. Uh, most important thing is keep a f- keep some kind of thin protection over your face. Uh, that'll stop it a lot, and every time y'all go, y'all go hunting, and y'all are expecting colder weather, and you're expecting to be out there for three or four days, uh, eight, nine hours at a time sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes you're out there all day, 14, 15 hours, however long daylight is, stock up on, on cold medicine, stock up on night quill, uh, get get yourself some allergy medication, some stuff that'll help y'all hunt, uh, Bring some Jägermeister with you. Uh, but keep yourself uh, healthy, guys. That's the biggest thing. Because you don't want to be sitting there at the house in the, when everybody else is out in the woods killing stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, that was, it was I was really glad for the weather this year. It was an extremely uh, uh, mild hunting season. And we're going to talk about the kill as well, how that this happened. Uh... So I'm sitting up on this on the on the top of this ridge on the point, and and uh, the ridge that I was sitting on kind of has a natu- has an old logging road to the side of it and a, a flat to the one side of it. So I'm sitting at the top of this ridge with my back against a tree, and it's I'd say there's about an hour's left of daylight. It's kind of that point where it starts to get dark, but it's not really dark. Uh, it's just starting to light, starting to dim. I uh, I keep hearing squirrels, and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh, no big deal." So I thought it was a squirrel, and before my eyes, there's this deer that pops out, and <clears throat> I thought it was a bigger eight point. Uh, that in the area that I, we've been looking for, 
and it wasn't when I shot him. Uh, I thought it was. I still thought the next morning, man, I was so excited because I thought I killed this big eight point. And get there, <laughs> and just a little four, it's a four point. Uh, and I say it's a four point because on one side it was about a three inch long spike, and then on the other side it was actually a pretty decent uh, three point rack. I thought it was that eight point because I could only see the one side of his rack and it was the only shot I had. Uh, and that, you know, that kind of stuff happens. It, it, it is what it is, but I'm really glad I got this deer. Uh, field dress, I'd say he weighed about 150 pounds. Uh, so I got some good meat off of him. I got real, some really good back straps, some really clean back straps. A uh, little bit of fat to cut off of him. A uh, little bit more silver skin this time of year. Not silver skin, but tallow this time of year because the winter's coming and they know that, so they're fattening themselves up. Uh, so around the shoulder blades and whatnot, there, there was a little bit more fat than there usually is. If you kill one in the summer, there's hardly any fat. Uh, that being said, I got this deer field dressed and butchered. I got, I'd say over 15 pounds of jerky. I made this whole deer in a jerky and made a batch of it. I'd say about a three and a half pound batch. Uh, tastes really good. I just got a bite of it. Uh, it's kind of how I wanted it. Uh, the seasoning that I'm using is a High Mountain, it's called High Mountain Jerky Cure, uh, made by High Mountain. It's the Cajun flavor, uh, and you know, you can experiment around with different different recipes, but the reason I'm using this stuff is because I really like the flavor of it. They make a bunch of different seasonings, they make some pepper, they make jalapeno flavor, they make a bunch of different flavorings and mixes and cures and I mean they make everything so high mountain game game products uh, type that in or just look up high mountain jerky cure it'll take you to their website so that's a really good thing uh, and you can experiment around but I found the Cajun seasoning is, is the seasoning that I like the best uh, so <clears throat> Uh, anyways, continue the story. Uh, this deer kind of walks up, and he comes. I kind of have a blind spot. Where there's a little thick patch, and the time of day, being it was, I could I couldn't hardly see in the brush. And then there was this clearing, so I see this deer coming out of this clearing, and I said, "Well, that's that big eight point," because I could only see the one side of his rack. And you know, I shot at him. I took one shot, I killed him, the bullet uh, actually kind of hit at a weird angle and it went through the one side out of him at, at an angle just because of the way I was facing uh, and it blew some of his guts out uh, so for the first 40 yards of tracking it was kind of hard but the last 30 was just sheer uh, spewage and gut hanging out and blood but you know he didn't run that far I'd say he ran about 75, 100 yards if that uh, and I was actually really kind of pleased with the deer because I didn't realize how big a body of the deer had, but I, and I seen him and I immediately got to gutting him because all I wanted to do was get the inner tenderloins cut out. And we got him cut out that day. I had to cut, there was a little piece, a couple little slices that dried, so I cut them up and then I made deer tacos out of them. Uh, I cut them up into chunks, I'd say about... 20 chunks per uh, per inner loin and then cut them up 
I marinated them in hot sauce, seasoning salt, chili powder, uh, dried dried jalapenos and uh, a couple different peppers that are are like a barbecue rub. Uh, and then I threw some salt on there and some pepper. Let that marinate for about an hour. And <clears throat> got a pot of oil as hot as I could get the oil. And I threw them all in there all at the same time. Let them cook. It only took them about two, three minutes to cook. And then I cooked them and then I had some tortilla shells. And I just put them in the microwave. And then I had lettuce tomatoes sour cream and some salsa and, and some jalapenos uh, made them how everybody liked them and wrapped them and it was really good it's a really good recipe uh and it was just something i thought of on my own uh and that's what happened to that deer so interesting enough i found the bullet of the deer uh inside the deer and it was just something I wasn't expecting because when I was skinning, uh, not skinning them, but gutting them in the field, I just was not expecting to find a bullet. Uh, and it's kind of cool if you guys, have, I don't know if you guys have ever had a chance to look at a bullet, but to look at a bullet and see how it opens up and mushrooms up and the damage that it would do to you or to a creature is just subpar. It's just amazing. It's fascinating. Uh... So yeah, the hunting season was really good. I was really glad that it went good. Uh, I shouldn't. I should have bought an extra buck stamp at the at the end. Uh, I mean, before season started because I really wanted to get out there. But the location that I live at uh, doesn't allow you to kill does. You're allowed two deer in the in the season, and one of them can be a buck. One of them can be a doe. Uh, two of them can be a buck. Two of them can be a doe. Uh, but in certain, but in certain parts of certain counties, you're not allowed to kill does. Here in my county, uh, which is Kanawha, you are not, <clears throat> excuse me, you are not allowed to kill a doe. I believe south, uh, north of the Elk River, but everything south of the Elk River, you're allowed to. So it's a certain part of the county that you're not allowed to kill uh, does in, with a gun that is. And I'm pretty sure you're you're allowed to kill one with your bow, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's no does. North of the Elk River, all you're allowed to south south of the Elk River. So if you know the area that I'm talking about in, in Kanawha County, you'll understand. You'll probably know the regulation. Um, and the gun I was using uh, this year, I was just shooting Winchester Super X's, uh, 150 grams out of uh, Stevens 30 out six. Uh, Stevens model 110, uh, which is now it would be called Savage model 110. Uh, and it's a really, it, for the, for a budget gun, it's really good. Uh, the one thing I will say is that I am going to get a new scope. And I would like y'all in the comment section or email me, uh, the best budget rifle scope. Uh, cause I've got a couple ideas on what scope I'm wanting to get. There's a couple contenders. So, but I really haven't made my mind up yet. So, that being said, we're going to get to the topic of the of today's episode, is how to ensure a more successful hunt. Uh, first thing you really want to do is scout your area really well and get to know your area well. I'm not saying you have to know it like the back of your hand, especially if you're hunting a new area. 
like I was this year in an area that I've really only ever hunted two or three times before then. Go in there early in the season. Uh, the best time to actually go is right after the last day of deer season. Because uh, that's going to give you a better idea of what the deer are going to move, move at hunting season-wise. Uh, but now wouldn't be a good time because the deer here are rutting, or the, we're in the tail end of the rut, the rut's still going strong, I'd say. The rut are still going strong around here, about to the December 3rd to 5th mark, somewhere in there. Because uh, we ha- kind of had a late start to the rut. <clears throat> uh, but uh, the area I was hunting at, uh, you can see uh, out into this yard, out into the backyard, uh, and we seen, uh, I seen, me and my dad, we seen a buck mount a doe. Uh, so, as of now, I'm going to say the rut's pretty hot and heavy, because usually when one one goes, they all go, uh, but I'd say for the next, for the next few days to about a week, maybe two, the rut's going to be at its heaviest, uh, and I wouldn't even say, I'd say for the next couple days, and then I'd say Monday of this, of this, this coming Monday, everything is going to tail slide, everything is going to tail end, into you know back to normal uh and then you've got till december 31st to bow hunt around here uh and my goal is to go, they have a couple doe seasons in certain counties uh select counties they have split counties that you can go uh certain places you can go doe hunt in certain counties uh and i plan to harvest a doe uh that's the plan at least but i don't know if it'll work out uh <clears throat> I've also got a muzzleloader season that I'm planning to uh, planning to be part of, uh, and then they've got another week of gun season, uh, and then I want to say muzzleloader season is in the middle of December. I'm not sure. I'd have to check the regulations, but I plan to go out a couple more times this year. I plan to bow hunt a, a few more times, but it's really hard to bow hunt around here after the after uh, the Army of Orange. I like to call it comes. Uh, when the army of orange comes, uh, bow hunting kind of gets thrown out the window because the deer get really spooked and really scared easily. It's midway through the season, so they not, it's not midway through the season. It's it's about three quarters of the way through the season, and that's when all the action starts. And so people, and so deer know this time of year, they know what to expect. Uh, so to continue, uh, gun season was really a success. I'm actually really kind of glad about this deer this year. Uh, I was really glad that I got some really good meat off of him, and my biggest thing is there's no better feeling in the world than when you hunt and you successfully kill a deer, successfully harvest the meat, uh, and then you cook it and it's fresh. It hasn't been freeze. It hasn't been in the freezer. It's all fresh. That's just there's nothing more. Lack for lack of a better term, there's nothing more satisfying than that there's nothing more pleasurable in life than that uh that's one of the like things that i really love uh so that's i mean that's that's uh it for the gun season mumbo jumbo uh uh back to the topic which is how to ensure more successful hunts uh to get back on topic i was talking about you gotta get in an area You've got to get there after the season ends. A couple days after the season ends. Scout around. Because that's how the deer are going to most likely behave towards the start of the hunting season. That's how they're going to behave hunting season. 
Not always the case, but more than likely the case. You gotta get out, you gotta find an area you like, see if there's deer set up, trail cameras, start feeding them, whatever strategy you're gonna use, you gotta pick out a plan by the location. Uh, second part is scent control. I wasn't a big believer in scent control a few years ago, but now I'm, I'm a believer in it because de- deer have a much higher uh, reception to scent than humans have. Uh, we're not really... Uh, they're prey animals, so they rely on scent motion they rely on a couple things to detect predators uh and predators are usually really good at the at the, at the things that prey are too because they're they rely on scent to track they rely on sight to see uh the if a prey animal comes but the biggest thing is scent now control your scent uh take a shower before you go out if you can, take a shower while you go out. If you can, just wash up in the creek. Uh, use a soap uh, like a Sinaway, like a Dead Down Wind, an Ozonics. There's a couple companies out there. All of them work great. I haven't found in my experience one that works better than the other. So use a good soap, a good scent eliminating soap. Uh, then, the, then the second thing is, man, wash your clothes. Uh Specifically, wash your clothes with a scent-controlling product. And then put your clothes in a scent-controlling bag and, and then store them. Minimize as much scent as you can. Uh, and when you go out in the field, just give yourself a quick little spray of scent away. Or Ozonics or w- whatever you're using. Uh, control your scent. So that's step number two is that absolutely you have to control your scent. Number three, and a big lesson, but I think everybody knows it. And it's hard. Le- and it was a hard lesson for me to learn. Absolutely, always a hundred percent. Check your guns. Make sure everything works. Make sure everything's still good and sighted in. Uh, you don't want to have the book of a lifetime, and then you miss because your scope was four inches high, because it got bumped on a tree limb last year, and then you didn't realize it, but you killed it. You killed a deer, and then you're on the walk there. You fall and you bump your. You bump your scope on something and then it knocks it off. I don't want that to happen first-hand experience. Trust me, it sucks. Uh, so make sure all your gear's on. Uh, if you're, and then I find the bullet that works for you. Find the bullet that you like and that you're accurate with. Uh, uh, another step that I would say is get get more shooting in. Uh, try to go small game hunting as much as you can, because that's going to make, believe it or not, that is going to make you a better shot. Because uh, even at close ranges, at small animals, you have to, you have to know your fundamentals, and you have to be, or you sometimes you have to be a really good and tight shot in order to ensure success at longer ranges. And then you know, practice at longer ranges, practice at 150 yards, get your fundamentals down and shoot a little bit, uh, take a pellet gun that shoots good out to 100 yards and shoot, uh, and just, you know, do small stuff to get that muscle memory down to when you shoot, to like when you see that big buck, you can control your heart rate because you know you can make the shot, that's a big thing, confidence is, is key, and a, a good way to build confidence is to train. So, and, and then the fourth way 
But I'd say to ensure a more successful hunt is pick a good spot. Like I said, scout, pick a good spot. And then the the fifth step, if you really even consider step, is you got to combine all these things. And then you've got to control. You've got to control the situation. You've got to control your heartbeat, control your breathing. Don't panic. I know it's easy to get the shakes. That being said, try to control. And the only way to control that is to constantly train. Uh, a, a thing that I would say you can do, and I'm not saying everybody do this, but if you can, work out a little bit to where you get used to your heart beating fast and try to, when you're, when you're working out really hard and your heart's beating really super fast, take a couple deep breaths, see how good you are at controlling your heartbeat and listening and if you don't believe me, uh, ask some of the world's top shooters that when they get nervous and, and then they can't control their heartbeat and their breathing, that's when they don't make a good shot. So you got to combine all these things together in order to ensure a more successful hunt. And really, that's all the time I have, folks. Uh, that's the episode. Talk to you later.